The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. Positive Talk Radio. I hope everybody can hear me just fine. And Nathan, how do I sound? You sound great. Thanks, Kevin. Well, that's pretty cool and, and stuff. And this is live radio. And so we want to make sure that our guest, Jessica, can be heard properly. Jessica, go ahead and say something uh, profound. Oh, no pressure. Okay. It looks like uh, maybe you need to enable the microphone on your Zoom there, Jessica. Just go ahead and check the setting there. Or maybe you need to turn something on, like an yeah. amplifier. Now we got you. Okay, now we're good. Can you can you hear us? This is the finest in live radio. I have to tell you. <laughs> uh, Parker's with me today. Dana, how are you? Doing so good. I'm so so excited. Fridays are my favorite, Kevin, because I get to be with you and get to have fun and connect with people. Per usual, I'm just excited to be here. That that is awesome, and and Nathan, the weather's going to be nice today. It's got not going to be too hot, right? It's just like a good old overcast day outside right now. We're going to just be in the low seventies. Nice little pleasant day after that probably three day heat wave we just went through. I know it's it's tough. It really is hard. So, but uh, I hope everybody made it through okay, and uh, and we've got a great show for you today. And uh, Dana's going to kind of lead this show just a little bit. Uh, because she knows more about this topic than I do. So, Dana, <laughs> I, uh, first of all, how are you? I'm doing good today. Good. Went on an incredible bike ride this morning. The weather is feeling so good here. It's it's like in the 80s and 90s during the day, 60s to 70s in the morning with sunshine. And it just is, It's this is my favorite time of year, that transition from summer to fall. Oh, it just feels really good. So, I'm feeling good today. Yeah, you know what my favorite thing about transitioning from summer to fall is? What? Football. It's football. football. <laughs> and and the Seattle Seahawks are playing the dreaded uh, Dallas Cowboys this afternoon at five o'clock. So you can listen to this, and then you can go listen to watch that. Um, at least for the first little bit until things go south. Anyway. <laughs> But I, I speak too much. Uh, Jessica, are you able to hear us? Can you're muted right now. There we go. There you go. Got it now. It's a little bit quiet, but. All right, let's see. Is that better? There we go. All Yay! right, we got it. <laughs> that's, that's better. Now, um, Dana, we wanted to have you guys on the show because you guys got some brewing that's coming up. And we want to talk a little bit about that. What do, what do you got going? 
Yes, I am so excited. Today we announced the launch of our program called Evolving Female Leaders. And this is a program, Jessica and I actually both have felt very passionately about this. And we came together at the beginning of this year um, and both had similar visions for women here um, and, and how we can support women in moving forward. And we came together and our visions were very similar uh, to what we wanted to create. So we're like, why don't we co-create? And so we've been working since the beginning of this year in collaboration, and we've created a program for female leaders. Um, that's We have a six-month option and a 12-month option, and um, all surrounding learning to lead yourself, finding your authentic leadership style. And then um, the 12-month option also includes learning to lead others. So we're so excited about this. We think that that the world could really use an upgrade and um, the skill set and the mindset for women to to really rise into leadership um, right now is really wanted in the corporate world. It's the corporate world's really calling for it. And statistically, uh, as we've looked up different uh, Harvard research and and different other places, we have found a lot of research behind. Um, that diversity in male and females in the workplace and how it directly benefits and affects the bottom line, retention rates, overall satisfaction uh, for employees in the workplace. So we're really, really excited about this topic. Why do you think it's taken until 2022 for businesses to begin to have like a clue? that they're missing out on a whole bunch of really positive people and folks, folks that can really impact their business. And they just happen to be women. Um, I don't understand why it's taken so long. Do you have any idea? I, well, I've got some thoughts on that. I think that one is that, um, women, I think, I think there's a lot of lack of understanding of why women aren't taking more of those positions or filling more of those positions, even if it's not intentional that they're not being filled by women. I think that one of the real big challenges that Dana and I really want to focus on in the program is the the issue with how women lead differently than men. And if the only role model that we see is male leadership, then we try to lead that way. And I did that for, for over a decade. I tried to lead in that way and I burned out badly. Um, and so I think what you find is that it's difficult for women to keep moving into those more senior roles if they're following the male model of leadership. And so we have to be willing to shift and accept that the way that men are necessarily successful as leaders is not always the way that women can be successful as leaders. It's and, a, and, yeah. Well, go ahead, Dana. I, we want to be really clear, too, that we don't believe that this issue of the the gap uh, between male leaders and female leaders, uh, the percentage, we don't really believe it's a male issue, men not seeing our value. It's not just solely that. It is women not believing in themselves and their gifts and acting in authenticity to their true nature and gifts as females in leadership. And so the idea here is not to point our fingers at men for not seeing our value, but to really look within and say, what is my value? Knowing that, claiming that, what is my authentic leadership style? Standing in that and saying, I claim my place at that board, that board table. I claim my space in this leadership position and in, in a humble but powerful way. 
it's it's I deserve and choose to see myself as valuable enough to be at that table and to have uh, a place and to add value in my own unique way as a woman. Not that I'm better than the men, not that that we're going to go into overcompensation, which is very much like I deserve this. And, and it's that that really push and overdoing it. We're not we're not going to that place. We're just claiming that space within us of I know my unique leadership style. I know my value and I want that place at, at that table. You know, it's, it's been a long time that w- women who become leaders have always felt like, and maybe Jessica, you could speak to this. They felt like they had to be uh, masculine, manlike, tough, uh, all of those things. But I found that the best female leaders that I've been around and I've been in the restaurant industry and other places are people who use their innate gifts in a unique way that can, and and you guys bring more compassion and uh, understanding and a lot of different things that, that are different than what men bring. Do you find that to be true? A hundred percent. I mean, I, I grew up in a, in the industrial process control space. So you can imagine there's not a lot of female leaders in that space. And um, the only examples I had were male leaders. Yeah. What, what exactly is that? That what you just described industrial process automation is uh, like, if you think about, you know, Anheuser-Busch makes beer, it's all the equipment that goes into making anything that flows through a pipe. So, you know, all of the the valves, the regulators, the temperature, you know, the engineering, the sales around that, the automation systems, it's all that kind of technology that goes into manufacturing. I imagine that's kind of a male-dominated uh, market. Just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, just, I mean, it's, it's crazy. And I mean, I was at a um, major event with all of the, the senior leaders and um, presidents across the network. And I, at that event, I was the only female at one of those events, the only one in the entire room. Um, And so when you're in an environment like that, the only example of leadership, the only model to develop is the model that you see is what's around. And so as I'm as I'm growing in my leadership skills and, and expanding and taking new roles, you know, I, I did exactly that. I tried to be like the other leaders that I saw. And it is really hard to do that. It is really um, it, it, and it really isn't very effective. At some point, you can't sustain it the same way um, that the the male leaders can, especially given, you know, depending upon the demographics. But a lot of the, the male leaders that I was modeling, you know, had stay at home spouses, had completely different family situations that created a totally different dynamic. So there's a lot of elements and cultural elements at play in this in this challenge or in this issue. But without discovering that that more authentic style of leadership, it's really hard. You kind of hit a glass ceiling. No matter what you do, you can't get beyond it because you have those limiting beliefs and you have those those limitations that prevent you from stepping further. I got to ask you, because you were in an environment that was male dominated, uh, and you were like the only female. Was there any of that stuff like, oh, dear, you can't say that or or yes, honey, go, you know, you should be home with the kids and and you're out here working and stuff. Was there any of that blowback that you would get? 
Oh, you bet. You would get things. Yes, absolutely. We worked hard um, at my prior organization to do respectful workplace training and really help um, employees to understand and be more sensitive and cognizant of that. Um, But certainly when you're off with a bunch of, you know, leaders at the bar having nightcaps and, you know, having discussions, um, you know, all of that stuff comes up, you know, comments like, you know, when I was pregnant with my, with my twins, I, I had twin three-year-olds, you know, they asked me, you know, maybe you're not going to, maybe you're not going to want to come back. Maybe you're just going to stay home after that. And, you know, comments like that. And my husband and I used to joke cause he works as well and nobody would ever ask him those questions. So it was just a completely different experience. Now, Dana, it's it seems to me that in a lot of cases, when you look at leadership styles and you look at the a male leadership style as being tough and aggressive <laughs> and positive and and really a go getter, a guy that really really has his act together, that you put the same attributes with a female, and what you get is them saying, "Man." What a B-I, you know, whatever that word. That right. <laughs> whatever that word is. Yes. How do, how do you get around that? Well, I think that's where, where you know, as as women, it's not that we, we can't be powerful because we can. And that that's the point is your authentic power and and how you come across is everything. And so I really do think we have some cultural um, norms and cultural things to undo here and unravel. And that's a big part of our program is understanding what cultural programs we're running on and where that comes, what it looks like when you're in overcompensation and what it looks like when you're authentically leading with power. There's a big difference. You know, there's a difference between um, I'm the leader here and what I say goes and this is how it's going to be. That's more of an overcompensation energy versus I'm a leader here and I choose to claim my spot as a leader and I'm open to feedback. I'm open to suggestions. I'm open to collaboration. That is more of a true authentic feminine leader. And let's, let's take it back to culturally how a lot of us here, at least here in the United States, and I'm speaking from my own experience, you know, women are raised with with other girls and how do you play with other girls well you're playing with barbies and dolls you're playing kitchen and you're collaborating in the kitchen and you're doing tea party all things are very we based very very or uh oriented in the collaboration and and if we look at how boys are raised boys are raised in activities um go get it done competition be the best you know move into that which both I want to look, both are valuable, both bring value to the table. And that's, that's the idea here is to claim women not have natural leadership and manager abilities. We're raised in that, that ability to listen compassionately, to hear others, to empathize, to, um, to really collaborate. Think of the collective whole. All of those things are very valuable in a business setting, in a corporate setting, and this is why there's higher retention rates when we have women in, in top leadership positions in companies. And that competition or that that I'm going to go get her, make it happen, uh, like competitive nature in men, that can bring a balance to a lot of things. The risk taking and all of that, having that balance in the corporate setting is powerful. That's a powerful combination. And that's what we're talking about when it comes to leadership. And and they don't have to be either or like right. ideally 
we get to a place where we have a balanced leadership style for all leaders. And, you know, Dana and I are focused in the space for this program with female leaders to help female leaders make that shift so that they can step into a more balanced style to leadership, not just follow the male style of leadership. But I actually believe that our workplaces need to evolve to a place where our male leaders also have a more balanced style of leadership. And they can be more dominant in one or the other. But, you know, the best leaders are leaders who are willing to be vulnerable, who are willing to show compassion, who are able to engage and demonstrate empathy with their people. And that's really the type of leader we need in our workplaces to navigate the changing environment that people are experiencing in workplaces, especially as people are basically fleeing a lot of workplaces today. Because of the uh, the great, what are they called? The great resignation? Yeah. <laughs> because people are unhappy. Mm-hmm. Um by and large, corporate America doesn't understand that they, they are running a company that their people are inherently unhappy because, um, and it's not about the money, it's about the corporate culture. It's about what they what they get for the time that they're there, how they feel about going to work on Monday morning, and all of those things. <clears throat> so, how do you fix that, ladies? That's such a good question, and I think there's so many answers here, and so many different people listening will have their own answers. But I, I really do feel with what's happening in the world, it's it's showing us that there is a call from the collective to change our ideas and how we function in the corporate world, that the old structure and old ways are actually dying out, that, that people in the workplace are asking and, and begging for something different, saying, I want to have different experiences in the workplace. And if you don't evolve and grow into this new, new place, this new space of functioning and taking care of your employees, caring for their life and, and their lives outside of work to an extent and, and caring for them as human beings and as individuals, male and female and so on. Um, I think that if you, if you can't shift that, then you're you're going to lose business. You're going to actually evolve out of the business sector. And um, I think that that's part of what's required. Jessica? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm writing a book on evolving workplaces right now. And you can look at any article anywhere right now. It, it, it couldn't be more depressing. People are as unhappy as they've ever been. People are in the, there's an epidemic of burnout. Like the experiences that people are having in their lives are by and large, not positive. And that's why you see people resigning. Like they're, they're not leaving just for more money. They're leaving because they want something different in their lives. They want to experience their lives differently. And so I actually think there are a lot of elements of corporate culture that have to be evolved, that have to be completely shifted from the way that they've operated in the past to a new and more um, modernized approach to how you interact with employees and how you manage your business, how you think about it strategically in a way that is not you know, always focused on the bottom line and always focused on, on, um, you know, shareholder value, uh, that, that model, uh, you know, has, has arguably outlived its value. And there's a shift to how do we create value for people period 
and and not designated as shareholder or owner um, value in our in our corporations. Have you guys heard the latest catchphrase that I heard just the other day that is called the quiet resignation? Have have you heard of that? Yeah, quiet quitting. Yeah, I've got I know people right now who are in the workplace and are they tell me, yeah, I just don't put in as much effort. Yeah, I just quit at this time. I just don't respond at this time. Yeah, I'm still doing my job, but I'm definitely not pushing as hard as I used to or I'm not taking on extra. I I think a lot of people are doing that. They're still taking the paycheck, but they've disengaged. Well, and for those of you that may not know what that means, the uh, quiet resignation or you said the quiet quitting or uh, what that what that means is that, see, for years and years and years and years and years and years, did I say years? I mean, years. (laughs) America has been all about productivity and cutting down their workforce to the bare bones and distributing the workload and making people that to do more with less. And they've been doing that for a very, very long time. And so now people are saying, you know, I didn't, I'm not getting paid to do that. So I'm not going to do it. And I'm not going to either. I'm not going to do it well or I'm just not going to do it. And then what are you going to do? Fire me because you don't have anybody to replace me. And so it and that is now the a big problem that is happening in the workplace uh, that that people are just not they're just not go getting like they used to because it hasn't served them well. They'd like to have a life. And the pandemic, in all of its negativity that it caused, <clears throat> all the pain, all the death, one of the things that happened was when people had to stay home, they said, oh, this is what my house looks like. <laughs> right. And they're like, I don't necessarily want to go back to doing what I was doing the way I was doing it before. Mm-hmm. And you guys find that to be true in in your peers? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, this last month I was I have a client that I'm coaching that actually said to me one of my greatest concerns and she's fairly young, but she said one of my greatest concerns is um turning out like my parents and I said tell me more. And she said, "Well, my parents have worked their guts out their whole life to provide for me, to provide for our family, and now as they're in in retirement, their bodies are so worked and so burnt out." from the the grind of go 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 make it happen the stressors all of it that they they can't even go do enjoyable things they can't really fully enjoy their retirement now because of the structure that was in place of how they worked and how they functioned and she said that is not what i want and i think her voice is the voice of so many so many people right now that are seeing that structure and saying oh so my whole goal is to work my guts out. So then when I'm retired, I don't have what it takes to really enjoy retirement because I'm so worked and so programmed in work, hard work, hard work, hard that it's, I don't even know how to relax. I don't even know what I like anymore. I don't even know how to do this, this whole retirement and, and finding too, that we, you know, once people retire their, um, their, what do they call it? Life expectancy just begins to plummet often if they don't know how to make that transition. And so I think we're seeing the effects of, wow, this structure is not working. And that, that to have that shift of 
work-life balance, um, balancing how we're functioning in the workplace. All of those things are, are really being looked at by individuals and saying, I want something different. Where's a company that can provide that? We got to stop using the word work-life balance because there's just one life. There is no balance. We only we're living a life and some of the time we're working, some of the time we're at home, but there's never going to be, you know, a balance to it. And I, you know, Dana, I couldn't agree with you more because that was my experience. My experience was, you know, I, I w- walked myself to what I only realized this week was actually burnout when I read a definition of burnout and went, oh my gosh, that's what happened to me a year ago after having small kids in the pandemic when my company went through a ransomware attack. Like I was leading through all kinds of stress and challenges. And that's what I experienced was just a complete burnout. And even now, a year later today, I'm still challenged to recover from those experiences and those challenges. And I think that's what a lot of people have experienced. They were under so much stress. They were already operating at high performance at like 98% capacity, right? Doing their kids, doing their jobs, getting everything done. And then the pandemic hit. And that was like, Ooh, now I'm now I'm over capacity. Now I'm beyond what I am even capable of of doing and achieving. And so I think that is, you know, one of the big shifts and one of the big differences for women leaders is that it looks different, that how to get to that um, place where your life is the way that you want to be living it requires some different shifts, maybe than what you've seen modeled in male leadership in the past. It's a interesting experiment when you get to, when you talk to people that are about ready to retire that have been working like forever, 50, 60 hours a week, and they've been killing themselves and they're facing retirement. They haven't had any kind of hobbies or any kind of balance or another thing to to morph into. And so one of the statistics is retirees spend an average of 48 hours a week watching TV because they don't have anything else to do. They don't know what to do. They, their whole life and their whole life is not surrounding work anymore. And so, but they have don't, their friends are not there. They haven't got a great program that they can, they can morph to. I'm lucky because of what I'm doing here with you guys. I get to actually talk to people, but mm-hmm. there are a lot of people that are retired. They don't talk to anybody all day. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, and that's what your client, uh, uh, Dana doesn't want to end up like mm-hmm. more and more kids and people that are growing up or they're seeing that and they don't want to be part of that. And so that's a challenge when we, now we need to take a break, but when we come back, I want to talk about uh, women in the workplace as as you guys are working the program that you're putting together, but also how do we change that over time so that, we, so that corporations recognize that when people have balance, Turnover goes down, productivity mm-hmm. goes up, mm-hmm. sick days go down. Um, your 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 you know your training costs plummet because you don't have to keep training people because people don't leave because they like the environment. Um, so let's talk about that when we come back if we can. And you're listening to Positive Talk Radio on KKNW 11:50 We got Dana Parker and Jessica. I have no shot at pronouncing your last name teaching like I got your teaching. (laughs) 
I don't know what a teaching is, but that's okay. I don't need to. So we'll be right back. Do you believe in the combination of brain work and spirituality? Her grace and sense of humor have made Alison Roberts highly sought after. She's a cognitive behavioral expert with natural intuition. Allison has guided thousands of people all over the world to find their internal power. Visit A-L-L-Y-S-O-N-R-O-B-E-R-T-S dot com for your free guided meditation today. My name is Kevin McDonald, and I created Positive Talk Radio on KKNW 1150 AM. And if you like what we're doing here evolving ideas one conversation at a time we have so much more to offer you on positivetalkradio.net over 160 podcasts and growing great positive guests and many thoughts and ideas designed to help you and your family live life just a little bit better you can even contribute to our work by becoming a member and receiving lots of cool stuff please check it out i created ptr because now's the time for positive change and nothing else matters Again, visit PositiveTalkRadio.net, and thanks for listening. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. Now through New Year's Eve, here's your exclusive bonus for being our appreciated listener. Type in promo code Positive Talk Radio at checkout to receive $20 off your order. Our gift to you for being here with us today. AnaturalDesign.com Have you ever said, how did I do this again? Want to create your own powerful life? Well, Allison Roberts can help resolve the issues that keep repeating by creating a new outcome. She is one of the top 100 coaches in the world and will help you achieve your dreams. Email her at allison at allisonroberts.com or visit allisonroberts.com and receive a free guided meditation and discover all of her ongoing programs and events. And welcome back, everybody, to Positive Talk Radio right here on KKNW 1150 AM. We are blessed today to have a couple of really, really cool people. Um, then Dana Parker is here and Jessica. Teaching. Teaching. Okay. So we, I now get it. Now we're teaching you. Yeah. You're teaching. That, that, that's awesome. And we're talking about uh, some women's issues in the workplace and how they are have put together a program, a six month or 12 month program to help you well i'll let i'll let one of you guys explain it um jessica go ahead yeah so it's a it's a six to 12 month program for women to join and evolve their performance so that they can move to that next level of leadership so they can find their authentic leadership style and learn how to lead from a place that balances their style with the the feminine and masculine approaches to leadership do you find that women who go into leadership sometimes don't know how to be a good leader using their intuitive gifts and their own gifts. 
Well, I would argue everyone that goes into leadership doesn't know what they're doing when they start out, but certainly, yes, also, also women, I think, yeah, don't know how to tap into their own strengths and their unique strengths that are different than maybe the male leaders that they're, that they're modeled. Well, and they, and they model themselves after what they know or after what they see. And so this is a brand new type of leader that needs to be created in this country. And I think a lot of them are going to be women. Um, women are some of my favorite people. Uh, my mother is actually a woman. No, I'm kidding. Uh, so, <laughs> so Dana, in the, in, the, in the workplace that we have and what you're doing, you're going to help people live more authentically and be who they really are and with power. Yes. Yeah. The The idea of this program really is to help women become aware of the mindset, that inner confidence, the inner courage to follow your intuition, to know, know what your strengths are, claim your, your space in your workplace, but also the skill sets, the skill sets of crucial conversations, self-awareness, what that looks like, how to offer feedback, um, that's that is beneficial for yourself and for those around you. Um, uh, how to set up uh, realistic expectations in the workplace. Um, we're going to talk about generative learning. So this is such a fun concept that Jessica and I both feel feel passionately about, and I'll explain it the Dana way. But that that kind of learning where we take ideas, these powerful ideas of how women rise in the workplace and we put it into practice. So, so there's going to be incredible ideas, perspective shifts, lots of communication and talking with other female leaders like you. Uh, we have calls that will happen two times a month along with um, modules that they'll be, be learning from and experiencing along with a five day retreat um, at the beginning, we'll launch off with that. So there's so many ways, but what we're really passionate about is that generative learning or how to take your insights and self-reflections and put them into practice in your life and in your workplace. And that practice, that generative type learning is something that Jessica and I are both, we love, we're passionate about. And so um, it's not going to be a coaching program where we just talk about cool ideas every week. It's implementation. What does this look like in your life? And now that you have that insight from this, this learning, how are you going to do something different? How are you going to show up differently in your workplace? How are you going to put this into practice? And that's what creates real lasting change. That's what will create results for these women in the workplace and also benefit the workplace as a whole. Jessica, do you find that uh, utilizing a program like this, that you can teach women a new way to be? I, I think what we end up teaching women or helping women identify is their natural way of being is the way that if they weren't programmed otherwise, if they hadn't been modeled something different, it's their more natural state of how to show up and how to exist. And then we help them to cultivate those skills and strengthen those skills so that they can use them more effectively in the workplace. Now that makes a whole bunch of sense, quite frankly. Um, now, I wanted to touch on, on this topic because um, Right now in our country, there is we've got this thing about uh, rights and, and women are seem to be losing some rights and things. How and I don't even know how to phrase the question, really, is that it, times are are difficult. 
and they seem like we're not moving forward like we could be for total equality. As, as an example, the equal, the equal rights amendment still has not been passed. Uh, and that's from all the way back in the 70s. Uh, women are, are constricted in certain manners and ways, which I which is kind of new, and I wish that it wasn't progressing that way. But how do you work with maintaining your rights and maintaining your balance and working and 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 embracing your femininity and and being a leader and doing all of that it seems like you guys are having a really it's a really difficult time right now for the the female gender in our country would you agree with that or is it not am i i'm not i'm not one of them so i don't know (laughs) yeah i mean i I hesitate to speak on behalf of of all females everywhere because we're so different and have different situations. But certainly, yes, I think it's challenging. I think it's challenging. Um, you know, I think the the reactions and our responses, our emotional responses to uh, the situations that are happening in our in our environment, politically or even locally, and um, how we feel and how that impacts the way that we exist is significant. Um, and so no matter how you react to them, um, it's a, it's a different type of reaction when it's impacting you directly um, and it's impacting people that you care about directly. And so I do, I think it's, a, I think it's a challenging time. And I think that that's probably the best time to experience something different and to shift, not just in, I mean, individually, because we we have to shift and, and control what we can from that standpoint, but it's also a call to workplaces and organizations everywhere to shift how they're showing up um, in response to the current, uh, you know, political environment and, and cultural environment. Dana? Yeah, I I always go back to the individual. You know, the the basis of of coaching and and my world and how I approach the world is very much of an internal one individual at a time, one woman at a time. And you look at like a great example, big picture of what I'm talking about is um and and I guess the overall idea that I'm saying is when we see one woman rise into leadership it breaks the glass ceiling. And then we see more and more and more and more. That's how our world works. You look at Roger Bannister, right? Who broke the record for the fastest mile. And then all these people followed. And, and this is the idea that Jessica and I are creating um, this space for is that when women see other women rising in their workplace, rising in in the space, believing in themselves. It is a mirror to them of what that looks like and how, in an inspiration for them then to rise and, and step into that. And I think that that's how we make a difference in the world as a whole and change this cultural paradigm is within us internally. We, we as women deserve to hold the vision hold the vision clearly in our minds of a world where we are equal. That's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about by claiming that space. It's not, not clawing for it, claiming it in an overcompensated way, but claiming that space of, I value myself. That's the internal confidence I'm talking about. I value myself and I put myself next to the men at the table and I confidently speak and I confidently share my ideas and I know who I am. And I know the value I bring to the table and I own it and claim it. 
because I am, I'm a feminine, uh, powerful creator, right? And so the more women that stand in that place of, um, you know, if we're talking the rights of women too, you know, I claim this right that I have to my own body. How many women live in that every day? I claim this right to my body. This is my body. I claim it. You know, we're not taught that as women. We're not taught that in lots of ways. And I can go into lots of details of that, but that's just one thing. I really believe that our world mirrors to us the paradigms, the old paradigms that are within us. And those are the things that are calling for us to shift and change. And that's the approach that I'm passionate about and I'm excited about in this particular program is to bring awareness to the old programs and exactly how to shift those inside women so that their workplace, their homes, their personal lives, everything shifts and changes. When you change one thing, everything inside and in your world can change. You have the power in you. And and that's the focus for me. That's the focus is empowering one individual woman at a time into greater places. Because when one woman's empowered, there's a ripple effect. She empowers her community, her children, her family, her her loved ones, her coworkers, her employees. There is a, a great, great ripple effect in empowering one woman. You know, and you just said something that's that's pretty vital because um, a lot of people will say, you know, I don't know. There's no reason to go vote because uh, I'm just one person and my votes really isn't going to matter. And 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 there's there's so many votes that are cast. And if everybody looked at it that way, then nothing would get done. One, one of our processes that we have in this country is that we can vote. We can make a change and we can vote. So I implore, and I, I, both of you are nodding your head, so I implore every woman that's listening to this program and every uh, um, guy that has, has, well, just vote. <laughs> that's the bottom line. Just be civic-minded and vote. And um, I don't care how you vote, but just vote. And if we all did that, because it's a crime that, that 50% of our population doesn't vote in this country. So we're being ruled by 50% of our population because the other 50% is apathetic and don't, and don't vote. So just vote. Okay. I'll get off my soapbox. (laughs) By the way, you stole my four minute mile thing with Roger Bannister. I must've been on that same wavelength. (laughs) For those of you who don't know who Roger Bannister was or was in the forties and fifties, there was something called the four minute mile and nobody believed. And matter of fact, some scientists and some doctors came out and said the human body cannot run a sub four minute mile. It's not possible. Can't be done. And so Roger Bannister ran a sub four minute mile. Now it's stand high school kids today are running sub four minute miles and at one time it was thought that that was not possible to be able to do so our the ability that we have to affect change and to make things better for our our, ourselves and our children is always going to be there and i applaud what you guys are doing i think this is this is awesome for for somebody that would really like to break down the barriers that they have been feeling their whole life well can i add something to that i of course you can i 
I think it's so powerful because we don't, we've barely scratched the surface on what we are capable of actually doing as a human species. And so when you actually tap into all of the uh, capabilities and intelligences that exist within us and get them into balance, get them into harmony, get them into a state where, uh, of that authenticity or that, that place of being rather than just doing, that is where we can really see transformative change not just within the individual who experiences it, but within our cultures overall, because so much of our preconceived notions about limit, limited, uh, you know, limitations in what's available and, um, you know, limits in how fast you can run a mile. You know, those examples are all are all false truths that we can actually break through. So when we help people, women, whomever get to that level of performance, they actually are able to achieve significantly greater performance results with less time, less stress, less negative, less of the negative consequences that we see because we've taught them how to operate from a more effective state and, and perform from that state. So it's really not all that different than, you know, running the mile. Once we can teach some people to be able to do this, to be able to perform at this higher, you know, enhanced optimal peak performance state, we'll see tons more people then be able to achieve that as well. Anna? Oh, I'm I this is one of those things that just starts to light me up because that idea of like Roger Bannister broke that glass ceiling and now high school students, you know, are in that place where it's just a standard, right? It's it's the same with female leadership. You know, in 1995, there was zero in Fortune 500 CEOs, female Fortune 500 CEOs, zero. And now there's 41, which is incredible. That glass ceiling has been broken and we're moving forward. And it's the same thing in leadership that, that I get so excited about that vision that I have a vision of a future where there are female high school students, junior high students who know and believe that they can be whoever they want to be, that they can step into leadership. They can be the next female president. They can serve on board of directors. They can serve as executives. They can do the things that they want to do. I have a dream that that day we'll, we'll, that we'll be able to see that. And it starts with one woman at a time and it begins now. And it's, it's a time for women to truly rise in authenticity and just claim that space. And again, that that day to see that day where where many I mean Jessica you have daughters I just have sons but I'm still passionate about this but that day where you can see that the girls know and believe in themselves wholeheartedly there's this inner confidence because they see other women doing it they know it can be done it sounds so incredibly exciting for me and it makes me wonder on a large scale what the ripple effect will be in business in our politics in our health care in every part of our world when we bring that back into balance and see the two as collaborators or co-creators the the male and the female coming together and bringing balance back into all these different areas. That is an exciting time. Now is an exciting time. And it's time to really, really take action and choose into that space and be a leader at the forefront, at the forefront of standing tall as a female leader. Jessica? 
it, I mean, a hundred percent. I couldn't shake my head more with with everything Dana said and the the power of what can shift and transform when we get what is a very dysregulated world right now um, into more balance, into more coherence, into a state where we all can operate more effectively with one another. And I want to turn the tables for just a second and and talk to the men out there. It's going to be okay. Yes. Yes. You need to be afraid of change. You don't need to be afraid of keeping keeping my woman down because what you'll find is a powerful woman who can co-create with you can create a remarkable life for the two of you working together. So so don't be afraid of positive change. It's a coming. And uh, women deserve it and they can help our country and our world because, quite frankly, the good old white guys that have been doing it ain't been doing so good. So I'm looking forward to that. So I just want to let you guys know that it's okay. They'll be it'll be great. So just don't worry about it. Yeah, and, and I, I I love this, Kevin. And I think it's so important that we speak to men on this topic that 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 we're calling forth in women to claim that space. And when they do, there's a, an automatic respect for the space that men hold to in our lives. Especially from my own personal experience, I, I want to speak to this, that being in a relationship now with somebody, uh, a man that encourages me, that pushes me, that supports me is like, yes, you make more than I do. You go, girl. Like just in full support of that. And it it means nothing about him as a man. If I make more than him to be in that kind of space has helped me rise and thrive in such huge ways, but also really value value what he brings to the table and who he is as an individual too, because I'm valuing me more because I am in my authentic power and I want to see him rise and me too. And so that's the, that's the beauty of really opening your heart and believing in women and supporting this cause is you will, you'll receive respect in return for the value you bring. And you'll receive that same kind of um, the same kind of respect you offer. So there's nothing to fear. I agree well- with you. And I think, Dana, too, I think if if a way that I like to think about it is that we're not trying to take over the table. No. We're just trying to add more seats. Yeah. And that when we do that, we can actually create more uh, outcomes, more results, greater performance in our businesses and our companies and our communities by adding these resources, these seats in order to bring back balance. And that's where you'll see the outcomes. Well said. Very well said. And I just want to say this, and this is just for me. This is not anybody else that I'm talking about here. But if you feel like in order for you to be a man that you have to keep a good woman down, I want, I encourage you to get therapy and to get, and to get help because you're not doing anybody any good. Uh, you're not doing your kids any good. Um, you're not doing your wife any good and you're creating another generation of dysfunction. So if that's your opinion, if that's how you feel, if you're fearful, go get counseling, please. Uh, I, I did you guys agree with that? Yes. Yeah, and I think it's the same for for a woman. If you have, you know, ideas about men don't believe in me, men don't value me, men this, men are abusers, men that. Yeah. 
yeah, get get support and help to to iron some of those things out. All of both sides just are insecurities and stories that we tell ourselves about the opposite gender. That's all. And they just they just want to be strained out a little bit and and both can work on that. Absolutely. And I, and I hope that we do. And, you know, I do. I talk to a lot of coaches. Two of them are right here, uh, Dana Parker and Jessica. And, and I talk to a lot of coaches and everybody could use a coach. Everybody needs a coach. I says I know Dana has a coach and I suspect that Jessica has a coach. I, I've got three right now. Yep. Yes. <laughs> oh. So if you need if you feel like you need help, go get a coach somebody and there are some really outstanding people that are in the coaching profession these days and if that's not enough go get a therapist and i think you know the, the older i get the more i realize how dysfunctional we all are and uh yeah. if you're feeling dysfunctional uh, go get somebody that can help you and give you give you a different viewpoint because we all have blind spots um so i want to thank both of you for being here and uh and dana um are yeah. you Go ahead. If you're interested in this program, you can go to um, evolvingtoexceptional.com forward slash evolving female leaders program, or you can Google evolving female leaders program and you'll see um, the evolving to exceptional.com. You can also find me at innerworld.dana on Instagram and set up a discovery session to learn more or find me on at uh, Dana Parker on Facebook and just reach out and set up. You can get into my calendar and just set up a time to to reach out and to learn more. Jessica, where can people get a hold uh, of you and find you so that they can learn more too? I'm I'm on all the platforms as Jessica Chijin JD. So um, that's my my attorney background there. So um, you can find me on on any of any of the platforms under that under that um, that username. And Tijin is spelled T-I-E-T-J-E-N. Yes. Jessica Tijin. I can't pronounce it because I can't spell it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, ladies, I'm going to give each of you, we've got uh, about two and a half minutes left in the show. I'm going to give each of you a minute to say anything that to our audience that you would like them to know. The ones that are listening now, and we're going to turn this into a podcast, which will be on positivetalkradio.net. Jessica, you're the guest. Go yeah. So I, I, I want to share um, that for for me, this is a, a deep passion for me based on my experience um, as a female leader and my experience going through some of the challenges that I, I've gone through. I just published a book this week titled Fiercely Cherished Beings, and, um, and it is the story of my discovery, my coming back to and dealing with those limiting beliefs and the fears and things that hold us back. And so... Um, I would just invite the audience if if they're you know not part of or wanting to be part of a program that you could could pick up that book. But if you are and you feel that tug or that nudge on your heart to join this program or that you could be bigger than you are today, to say yes to yourself and make that investment because it's a hundred percent worth it. Whether it's me or Dana or any other coach or program out there, say yes to yourself and invest in your own development. It will be worth it. Dana? Yes. My invitation is anyone listening, I want you to ask yourself right now, what woman in my life could use this message? And I want you to send this to that woman or women in your life, because right now is such a pivotal time for women. Our society is calling for female leadership, calling 
for this, this shift in perspective, the shift in our culture. So send this to women, share this with women and everyone that does will actually get a thank you. If, if the person you share it with signs up, you'll get a thank you from us and a hundred dollars in, in a thank you. We appreciate your, your sharing this with women and let's all together shift the old cultural paradigms and shift into this new place and bless the women in our lives. And I want to thank everybody for being here, Jessica and Dana and Nathan as well. We got to go, but we'll be back Monday at 9 a.m. And by the way, be kind to one another because, you know, each other's all we got. We'll see you next time. 